Hey everybody, um, I hope I'm coming through clearly. Um, I'm working off uh, off the mobile signal, so I hope that um, everybody can hear me clearly. Um, I've been asked by a number of people just over these last few days um, to talk about autism, autistic spectrum disorders, Asperger's, and its relationship to anxiety, but also how to help somebody that has um, uh, an autistic spectrum disorder that is also suffering from any kind of anxiety or OCD or panic disorder or any of the other, other manifestations of anxiety. Um, I have some knowledge about this because I'm in the top 30% um, in terms of uh, the spectrum of anxiety, uh, autistic spectrum disorders. So I tested at about 36 out of 50, which is obviously 72%. So although I'm uh, able to now function normally socially, when I was a kid, I was incredibly shy, incredibly um, socially inept, uh, very, very uh, timid, always hid behind my, my mum's um, legs when I was very small. Then as I got older, um, that same awkwardness and the inability to, to process data, um, so to strip data out from behind loud noise or bright light, or a combination of both indeed. Um, and my ability to, to function normally, socially, was something that I knew was um, impaired by something. I just didn't know what. Uh, at the age of 55 now, um, I know exactly why I was that way, how it manifested in me, and how it contributed to my anxiety condition, which it did massively. Um, obviously, as most of you all know, I recovered from my anxiety conditions when I was 26. Uh, and like I said earlier, I'm, I'm 55 now, so it's some years ago. Um, but what has been incredibly noticeable is the level of anxiety suffering in those, uh, sorry, the, the dramatically increased level of anxiety suffered by those who have autistic spectrum disorders over those people who would uh, you know, be classified as, in inverted commas, normal. I read and see a lot about neurodiversity. I research a lot about re uh, neurodiversity, mostly so that I can support my clients with what is commonly called neurodi neurodiversity um, appropriately. And despite my, despite my deep understanding of what it is to be again in, in inverted commas, neurodiverse. And the reason I keep saying in inverted commas is because political correctness has gone a little bit mad, as you all know. But now the term that is banded around, instead of calling people autistic spectrum or autistic um, or having Asperger's, is, is neurodiverse because there's kind of a safety in there for people, a safety that they're not going to offend anybody in any way. Um, the point is, do I feel neurodiverse? I believe that everybody on this planet has a capacity to function between zero and 100 uh, in terms of their neurological responses, their responses to their environment, their emotional responses to their environment, their physiological responses to their environment. And that that is unpredictable. It is down to genetics and genetics only. It's unchangeable, as are all aspects of people's uh, truths about themselves, about their physiology and psychology. You are born the way you're born. There's very little you can do to change it genetically, and that's what you have to live with. 
So I really have a problem with this word neurodiversity because I don't feel diverse. I feel like every other human. I uh, behave in the same way as every other human or certainly a large proportion of every other human on the planet. Um, so I fall into a category like everybody falls into a category of people who are the same. Does that make me diverse from humanity? No. If we've got 8 billion people on this planet, and let's say that the catastrophic impact of certain things that have been done to humans over the last 50 years in the name of science have resulted in a 20,000, 30,000 times percentage increase in uh, the appearance of these Asperger's and Autistic Spectrum Disorders. Um, if, you, if you say that out of 8 billion people, there are a billion people that are neurodiverse, um, how are they neuro, neurodiverse? Because they're only different to the other 7 billion people, which puts them um, which puts them in a category of their own, along with the other people in the next billion people that are a different way altogether again, and the next billion people. So to say that I'm neurodiverse would mean that I'd have to be different to absolutely everybody else, and I'm not. What I have done over the years through uh, the benefit of, uh, of life and, and of existence is I've modified the way that I respond to certain things um, despite sometimes feeling like um, responding entirely differently. That's what's, to, what's called being an adult. Uh, every adult carries their child around with them, some more than others. Every child, every person has various levels of diversity in every way, and they're going to respond differently in every way. And part of being an adult is that ability to take a breath before responding, to intellectualise, to understand the world around them. Now, having said that, there will be people classified as neurodiverse on those spectrums who find it very difficult because of their function, their level of functioning to modify their behaviours to appear acceptable or to prevent uh, provocation of others. Uh, I get that. We get people come to us with anxiety conditions who are nonverbal, for example, who, ha who have a, a, a serious inability to communicate despite being immensely intellectually capable because of their condition. That doesn't mean they're stupid. That doesn't mean they're incapable. It means that we have to find a different way of communicating with them. We have to give them a different experience of life. We have to manipulate environments so that the environments uh, aren't threatening to them, aren't negatively pr provocative to them. That's what we have to do. That's our job. In the same way as we have to uh, make things lower down for people that are in wheelchairs in the same way as we have to, um, uh, you know, provide hearing loops in post office for people with poor hearing, in the same way as we modify absolutely everything in accordance with the needs and expectations of the people around us. The people that I have helped that are classified as neurodiverse are probably also amongst the most intellectually, creatively capable people I've ever met in my life. So to categorise them in a way which makes them, that, that segments them away from normal society or makes them different in some way is, is ghettoising a group of people who don't deserve to have that uh, put on them, applied to them. We all choose our pathways in life. We should be free to do that. We should also be given the tools and the knowledge we need to make our way through life 
uh, unhindered. Um, Categorising people is unhelpful. Um, and, and making out that certain categories of people based on their genetic presets, whether that be race, colour, sex, gender, um, or anything else, is, is creating subcategories of humanity that literally don't exist. We are all human, despite all those things, and we don't deserve to be categorised as anything but standard humans with varying levels of capacity. Let me give you an example. If you sat me down to, next to Average Joe and said, draw that landscape, person, I would probably be 30 to 50% more capable of rendering a, an accurate representation of the shape, structure, shading, and, uh, and look of, that, of whatever it is I'm drawing than most, than about 40 or 50, 60% of other people. That's my experience in life. Why? Because I'm art artistic. I'm also autistic. However, that renders me capable of seeing the world slightly different to other people, differently to other people. When I look at something, I see it. I don't just look, I see. And most people look and forget. Seeing is about seeing, understanding, and retaining some of the information and then being able to reproduce that information either physically as a drawing or electronically maybe as a photograph or otherwise everybody with autistic autistic spectrum disorders has their place on this planet they don't deserve to be categorized they deserve to be nurtured supported guided and aided in their quest to become the greatest version of themselves just like every other person on this planet Categorization leads to uh, ghettoization, to segregation, to mistreatment, misdiagnosis, and to lives that have been hindered by the categorization. I don't believe in it. I never will believe in it. There's nothing that can, can, can sway me on this point because I've lived it. People with those disorders do have a predisposition to suffering from anxiety conditions. Is that because their condition makes them scared or more scared? No, it's because their neurology ha has formed inside of them and is to a large extent um, working against their ability to create uh, what would be categorized as normal or appropriate emotional responses, which is why very often they get more angry, frustrated, um, but also suffer from anxiety and the associated conditions. But that's because when you go into fear response as a standard human, you go into what's called hypervigilance. And hypervigilance is the state whereby your entire neurology, your eyes, ears, nose, mouth and skin, all those data gatherers are pre-enhanced and therefore collecting data that is somewhat embellished by the uh, autism, autistic spectrum disorder. That doesn't mean that they are definitely going to suffer from anxiety, but it makes them more predisposed. In the same way as a person that is predisposed to developing anxiety that doesn't have those conditions is slightly more uh, is, going, is predisposed because they are genetically programmed to collect the data and use it differently. That means that the only science of recovery for anybody, any human on this planet, is the same in every case and needs to be applied scientifically. 
If you know somebody or if you are somebody who suffers from an autistic spectrum disorder, and again, I hate categorization. I don't believe this categorization exists. I believe that, you know, we are all on a spectrum of humanity regardless. But if you, if you are a person or if you care for a person who processes uh, sensory information differently and therefore produces different responses and also suffers from anxiety, they need to be understood before they're treated. And unfortunately, 99% of the people out there who treat these conditions and these people, young and old, with these conditions for their anxiety haven't got the first clue how it feels to suffer and certainly don't know anything that is uh, slightly useful about the disorder I call fear disorder and all of the associated OCD, uh, panic disorder, agoraphobia, metaphobia, health anxiety and all of those conditions. So if you're going to be treated for anxiety and you have one of those conditions, you need to first find somebody that has one of those conditions. You need to first find somebody who's recovered from their anxiety despite having those conditions and then you need to ask them what they did. Does it need to be clearer? Look, I'm 55. I was told by my psychiatrist at the age of 25 that I'd never have a family, never hold down a job, never um, live alone because of my mental health issues, that I was uh, untreatable, that I was treatment resistant and therapy resistant, that, that I would always be on drugs and I'd probably end up in some kind of uh, care facility. I'm 55. I've... Uh, started and run a successful business for 26 years. I've helped 420,000 people recover from anxiety. I've developed multiple programs. I've written multiple books, uh, self-authored, self-published, and also published by Hay House Publishing. I've uh, created an organization that trains uh, anxiety recovery practitioners. Um, the IP I've created, the intellectual property, is over 200 works plus thousands of white papers, website pages, blogs. I've presented a TV series that went out internationally. I have, uh, look, look me up online, go and look at what I've done. Is it perfect? Nah. Am I proud of it? Yes. I'm most proud of the thousands of testimonials that people have sent when we've helped them to recover. So, I've got two beautiful children, Charlie and Flo. Flo's 17. She's just flown off to America to go skiing. Charlie works for us. He's 21. I'm married to Beth, the wife I'd never have. I live in a house that I built with my own hands, literally with my own hands. What you see behind me, yeah, this conservatory, yeah, it needs repainting. I built with my own hands as I did all of the extensions on the house. For somebody with autistic spectrum disorder, out there if they watch this video i hope they feel inspired that despite my autism my ocd my eating disorders my health anxiety and all of those things that the psychiatrist told me that i would never ever recover from i am completely medication free i haven't had a panic attack for 26 years i've not even felt vaguely anxious for 26 years and i've helped 420,000 people and surrounded my, myself with success and people that care about me love me and uh, are very grateful for what I've done for them. Any person with autism or Asperger's 
needs to understand that they've got that locked inside of them, but they just need to open the door. And they can, and they can be incredible. Lots of love to you all. Take care.